we are back with another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast, and and we've got some interesting news and developments as far as world of streetwear goes. We're not going to talk about sneakers too much today. I'm sure it'll come around a little bit, but um, Supreme was purchased yesterday. They have a new owner, the VF Corporation. Um, they bought them for $2.1 billion. <laughs> um, that, is a, that is a big total. Um, obviously, everyone knows Supreme, but we're here to kind of break down, um, you know, Supreme as a company, what this means going forward, growth, scale, how do they manage it? What do we think is going to happen next? And just overall kind of a discussion of really what does this mean for the Supreme brand? A lot of people grew up to love, you know, from an early standpoint of just the store and the drops and how it's changed over the years. So diving in, I have to give one shout out to someone who um, wrote a a plus tweet, which says, so the Carlisle Car- Carlisle group yeah. originally bought um, a 50% stake in Supreme in uh, 2017. So it was about three years ago um, for 500 million. And they're selling their stake, their half stake to this other company for a billion. So they're doubling up on the, in their investment. And someone tweeted, the Carlisle Group, the world's most successful Supreme reseller. And it's just, that's quality. That's quality Twitter right there. Oh, that's um, great. That's so great. I, I appreciate that tweet. But back on track here. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. What was your first take when you when you heard the news? I Honestly, I, I think back to so many brands that I've seen kind of take this leap into growth mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like getting absorbed by a, well, a major corporation, realistically, a traded company. And it scared me a bit, to be honest with you. I'm like, what What are they going to do um, differently? And my first thought was, and I saw a few people even said it is, you know, they need to increase revenue right away, right? And yeah. Increasing revenue increases distribution, increases production. And as you know better than anybody, the more you make, you know, not it's not always equivalent to to more sell through, right? Yeah. Uh, and cultural impact. Right. And especially you know, in our business. Right. Yeah. Um, I just, I think of Nike and, and their strategy early on and Hey, let's build stores and let's sell product. And then what happens? Well, stuff stops selling out. Right. And then what happens? And you got to get an outlet store. And then now, you know, people are waiting for it to go on sale. And I mean, Supreme is, is, is known in my mind since the beginning as I've never, had an opportunity to own it growing up. Like it was always gone. I had to go to LA to go to their store right. and there was nothing there. And it was, right. there was always that anxiety for the brand. Right. And there still is, but I feel like this year is the first year where I've woken up at, you know, nine o'clock and bought a couple of t-shirts, Yeah, you know, and the next day they're sold out for sure. But that t-shirt's still there um, in my size for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's backtrack a little there, but I, I totally hear where, where, where you're coming from. And there's the, there's a discussion to be had there. So let's take a look first at Supreme, um, their, their profile, their business profile. It, I believe this data is a yeah trailing 12 months, um, ending October, 2020. Um, they've done half a billion in revenue. So 500 million in revenue. Crazy. It's 100% D to C. So for those unfamiliar, that familiar, that's direct to consumers. So they sell everything directly themselves. They don't, you know, distribute to retailers, boutiques, or chains. And, uh, and chains and someone sells that for them. So it's strictly through their stores and their website. The shocking thing for me is the fact that only 60% of their revenue is digital. That is um, 
I, th- I was expecting that number to be kind of in the 70, 80 percentile thinking they'd do a lot more online versus in store, but like, that's crazy. They're 40% of, of 500 million, $200 million is in retail, like physical locations. And they have 12 stores. Like that's the same numbers, man, for a retailer. That's crazy volume. And their stores are so small too. Like they're just yeah. laughing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah literally yeah. laughing at those numbers, man. I will say the, the, uh, store in in Japan was actually really big. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was really big. I think it was two levels, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I want to okay. say it was two levels. But yeah, they're doing tons of volume in store. Obviously, the pandemic has probably shifted some of that around, and maybe it'll skew a little bit more with more time. But overall, they are doing a lot of revenue um, still in store. So mm-hmm. for me, I see potential opportunity for online sales to grow for them. Um. And they have just really good margins. I believe I saw that their margins were 40% That's for 40 to 60% on their product. That's solid. Um, so they're doing well. Now, for a company to buy Supreme for uh, that's valued at least for at two and a half billion and spend that two and a half billion, you expect a return on that. And this is where your concern comes in, right? Yeah. So VF are current owners of North Face, Timberland, Vans, um, Dickies and other brands. Obviously, uh, Supreme's probably their most hype clout name in there. But I don't think you can at all discount and say that you know the North Face and the Vans aren't quality brands that are succeeding still. So your concern is what exactly in this scope of Supreme being purchased? My my concern is the growth rate and their expectations for this. Like you said, they need to make a return. Mm-hmm. You can't do it staying status quo, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can make some more t-shirts, but at the end of the day, growth is, it's retail growth is new markets, exposing um, new demographics to the product. So it could be, it could be, you know, women, it could be more kids, you know, it, mm-hmm. it could be something, uh, you know, a new product line outside of streetwear it could be high fashion for all we know. Right. Uh, and they've done this stuff. They've, they've collaborated. North Face makes, you know, world renowned jackets. I'm talking yep. like, you know, Yep. Antarctica expedition level um, type stuff, right? You know, who knows? They could just stamp on a Supreme logo now and sell, you know, $5,000 jackets. Like, right. So, he, so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. I think the stuff that we, I think that we, what we've seen from Supreme this year is the stuff that's been selling a little slower mm-hmm. is not like necessarily a classic to them. Correct. Now you throw a freaking box logo on some shit. Like, how many can they make? I yeah. feel, I feel like in the middle of the pandemic, they made uh, a shirt with Murakami, and I want to say there was like ten or fifteen thousand shirts made, or something like that. Like that. Yeah. I think if they're if they're pulling the right strings, yeah. and that they balance super limited drops with. Um, more general release drops with a lot more stock. That's still something that's coveted, whether that's a box logo or or whatever right. it might be. That if they if they manage that properly, they can do it. And the, the other flip side to that is like they only have twelve stores in like three countries. Yeah. Right. Like, and if they're doing forty percent of their um, revenue in store right now through retail operations, could they not just? produce more, put it in store and put less online and, and keep driving those engines. They, like put, a, put a store in Vancouver. It, it would be bananas. It would, but I'm looking at their sell-through numbers and it, I don't know if this is right, but 90% sell-through is their, is their target always like that's, I, I can believe that. 
I Nike, believe that, yeah. Nike's probably like 30, yeah. <laughs> 40%, right? So yeah. you're, you're taking a brand that's literally thrived off the fact that they're you know, selling out. It's gone. It's not there. Even their and their stuff is so basic. It looks like everyday product, some of it, but it's the stuff that resells the most, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just like throw a lower version of a box logo into a store and call it my 24 seven product. Mm. because it it's not it's it's your most hyped up limited iconic piece it's almost you could say it's their jordan one mm-hmm. right so now you you can't you take that away and you have to come up with a new generic piece that people are like okay it's still supreme it's it's on the shelf it's a different you know like fear of god essentials versus fear of god mm. right like you have to start tearing the brand that way so people don't become upset when they see fear of god the expensive stuff's 80 percent off right? Yeah. But they're going after the essential stuff because that's where the hype is, right? Yeah. So what it, would it be a bad thing for Supreme if they ended up like the next Nike, but in clothing specifically? Like does, does everything need to, like coming back to where we are right now at the culture, does everything need to fucking sell out for it to be interesting and cool? Like, does it matter? I would say for them it does. But does it really, like, have they not established themselves as a brand so far, right? in in 20 years of existence that it doesn't matter anymore that they can keep obviously i think they can't do this over if they if they do this overnight in like the next year it'll fuck everything up but like if their transition for the next decade five years is how do we become more readily available yeah um have product available stick to no distribution i think that's very important to them is that you can't find it in a nordstrom or or at a boutique it's like you yeah. got, you want to buy Supreme, you got to buy it. You got to buy it from Supreme. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I'm sure they're seeing the resale prices of stuff, right? Oh yeah. So, you know, again, if if the experience is like it's a touristy thing, where it's mm-hmm. it's there's one in Honolulu, right? Yeah. There's one in Miami. There's one in key states where people vacation. I I think they can continue driving that. Yeah. And again, ultimately, if they get to a point where like you can just buy Supreme it's available and you can have a nice piece. Like, is that the end of the world for them? And I hear you, Yeah. but I think they, I think they've established a strong enough brand that I think people will get over it, especially as we kind of go away from this like limited hype resale culture shit that we're living in <laughs> in 2020. So I always kind of come back to like the Stussy era when I was, you know, yeah. 12 and, and Stussy was hard to find. Stussy was nearly impossible to get. And there was so much demand. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Stussy wakes up and says, Hey, there's a lot of demand. Let's put this in every Tom, Dick and Harry retail shop that sells a skateboard deck. Yeah. And guess what? Nobody wanted Stussy anymore. Well, that's and- because they didn't control the distribution. For sure, for sure. Right. Like like the, the beauty of Supreme is like you just know Supreme's not gonna go on sale. So you're right. like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna buy it. Right. So leveraging that that brand awareness and how they control that image is I th- I think what's gonna be important to them. And again, they have to do this very slowly. Like if the push from from the new buyer from VF is like, hey, we need to double revenue in the next yeah. 18 months, they're fucked. And leadership team is staying intact for a year. I think I read that. Okay. So, so they'll be going about this again, um, the exact same way for a year before VF comes in and tries know. to tinker with anything. Yeah. It tries to be all capitalists and have their fun, right. Make their yeah. turn on investment, which is a great investment, by the way, kudos to them. Yeah. Uh, 
it's been a four-year project, I think, for someone to try and buy this baby out. So that's big. yeah. I mean, the last time that yeah, last time they sold was um, 2017. It's it's just really interesting with everything that's kind of going on in, in sneakers and streetwear. It's it's just becoming more the mainstream awareness of brands like this is mm. just growing and growing and people are pivoting away from feeling like, you know, like the sneaker effect, like you don't yeah. have to wear dress shoes to look good. Like right. people are aware of that. Right. That's why we're seeing a boom in sneakers. It's like, you can wear a pair of Jordan ones yeah. with a suit. If you, if you, if you feel it, you can flaunt it. Right. Yeah. Women can wear runners with a dress. You don't have to wear uh, flip-flops or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to be in a specific outfit. Sneakers Absolutely. can be a part of your life. So yeah. I think people are now feeling the same way, obviously about streetwear, how it can say a lot about who you are. Yeah. And they're adopting brands that are established, Supreme being one of them. So yeah. I'm very curious to see what um, what will come of this. And I think one thing that immediately popped to mind for me is like, what brand would be next to see this Supreme type of effect? And I don't know if anyone comes to mind for you. I mean, I, I think about kith and yeah and ronnie maybe doing this on a smaller scale than than supreme with with his volume but to me like i look at your background right now or you've got you know six kith pieces behind you a kith hits for me as well like just more it's more me it's more suave it's more mm. you know ronnie's startup and how he started in the industry is similar to mine as well and i and i respect him for that um and I, I just, you know, we've been to the store and we go there and we buy GRs because we just feel like, you yeah. know, we've got our ice cream, we've got our GRs yeah. like on the wall. We're like, hey, we got to get something here, right? Yeah. And, um, so I think there's scalability there for sure. And that brand resonates with, with I think, a different demo, maybe a bit older and less into hype, more into, hey, he's curated such a good amount of product in here um, and great assortment. And it, it, just, it just hits with um, so many people. Yeah, so Kit Kit is the one that came to came to mind for me instantly because again, they don't distribute. Everything's yeah. direct to consumer. Um, it's all through their sales channels. It's very curated weekly drops. They're doing sometimes Mondays, sometimes Fridays, sometimes both. Um, they're doing a lot of releases and doing a lot of volume. At what point does someone buy a stake in Kith and you know wants to be in, in wants to have a piece of this streetwear puzzle and, and go from there. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Ronnie will do that, but it, it immediately came to mind for me because I don't think Supreme's intention was to end up being owned by a company like this and, no. and, and what, 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 what would happen in that regard. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I, like you said, I'm excited for the next, not this year, but the year after this to see what they can actually do with this. And the other thing that um, we haven't talked about yet is how is this going to affect future Supreme collaborations, right? Um, mm-hmm. Nike specifically is the one that comes to mind is, yep. you know, we saw, I think we saw rumors of a Jordan one and a dunk and stuff like yeah. that yep. stuff's probably cool. already yeah, that's us probably yeah. already produced, so it's too yeah. late. They're going to drop it anyways. But, you know, we, we've kind of come to know that Supreme drops and Nike, they do a couple collabs a year, I feel like, at this yeah. point, yeah. two to three at least. So yeah. how do you think Nike's going to react to the news? I mean, it's wild to think, but I'm pretty sure that collabs like 15, 20 years old, them going back and forth from the original um, Elephant Dunks, like that to me 
is part of Supreme's like ingrained in their history, to be honest. Cause I, I personally, that's how I was like, Oh, Supreme. Yeah. Nike. Okay. Nike doesn't own Supreme. But at, when I was a kid, I'm like, Oh, Nike and Supreme. Yeah. They're made like their buddies. It's friendly. It's cool. But now it's, it's awkward. Like for me, if I'm, if I'm with Nike and I'm like, Hey, yo, these guys own who? Okay. Well, competitor, competitor, competitor. I mean, right. one direct competitor for sure with, with its bands. Right. So, yeah. I mean, awkward is the yeah. only word that comes to yeah, mind yeah. and um it's 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 cool that you know they have that umbrella already that they can collaborate with all year long now with those three brands right um yeah. but then nike's kind of on the outskirts being like hey we're we used to be here too um consistently for the last two decades and now you're with these guys and we compete with them i think it i think it's going to be a problem to be honest yeah it's it will be interesting to see. Nike might just overlook it and say, you know, as long as they're hot, we're willing to, to deal with it. And, you know, if it helps an, a larger corporation benefit from yeah. whatever, cause Nike, Nike sees a return, right? Like for sure. It's not like they've been selling Air Max pluses like hotcakes this year. <laughs> right. But yeah, I sure point. as hell bought that Air Max plus collaboration. Cause you did you Supreme. Did. It was dope. It was wild colors. And they managed to get Supreme into the kind of the flames of the, the Air Max plus. And that was just, yeah super dope so i i bought it i thought it was interesting that vf their president steve rendell mm -hmm. said and I, I quote him how we look at supreme and i think how the supreme leadership thinks of themselves is not as a luxury brand but rather as an activity-based brand and i think that's a very interesting um take on how they look at themselves for a couple of reasons i saw people talking about that they thought um LVMF should buy Supreme mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that Supreme should have went on the method of, you know, have higher prices yeah. and less product and less stores and make it harder to get. Cause again, take the, take the, any luxury brand. Take Louis, um, Louis Vuitton is here. Right. So they're yeah. saying that Supreme t-shirts should be $500 and that's yeah. how you grow revenue. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's bullshit and, and shows a lack of understanding for, what supreme what is. is yeah truly yeah which and, and and so for them to say it's an activity-based brand to me kind of signifies it's like it's something people wear the average person yeah. would wear yeah. skateboarding or going yeah. to, you know just doing anything whether anything. it's going to movies or just going for a walk like it's not anything. meant to be this like high fashion shit that you throw on because you want to feel cool and special because right. you're going to an event i mean right. you know, it kind of has some of that to it, it now but this just goes back to kind of where i said like if Supreme doubles their revenue, doubles the inventory, pulls the right strings and does it in the right places, some stuff might not sell out. It might sit a little bit longer. Does it really matter? I don't think it's going to have a negative impact because there's still so many people that don't get Supreme, like, yeah. you know, and don't know where to look for Supreme on, yeah. on top of that. Right. So again, like I kind of go back to like put stores in the right places. Right? Yeah. And maybe yeah. in those stores, you put the stuff that doesn't really sell through online um in retail because people just want to buy anything while they're on vacation type of thing for, for sure for sure i mean supreme's always done a great job of being with the trend right yeah um and setting it and having people knock them off like i see people wearing shirts that say running with the box logo in there and that knockoff company's probably made you know a couple hundred thousand dollars off of supreme's designs right right um the problem is is if and i've we've seen it from nike a bit where you just kind of fall off and then you, you dig yourself into this hole, right? 
and then you got to climb out of it. And mm-hmm. I just don't know if Supreme is set up for that type of product flow of things sitting there mm-hmm. and, and having sales staff actually have to sell the product for once. And, you know, they just relied so much on hype for mm-hmm. so long and it's, it's not who they are. And yeah. they're going to try and become something they're not. Like I used to work at the Gap, man. We used to do like $50,000 full price, full margin, right? Mm-hmm. Five years after I left, I go in 60% off, 70% off, 80% off. Like once you get into that habit of like, oh man, we're panicking. We have inventory. What do we do? What do we do? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're built for that, to be honest. And, you know, imagine seeing something from Supreme on sale. Imagine I mean, that. they don't, I mean, you make the simple decision that you never go on sale with anything because- you control again. This is ma- this is a matter of them doing it correctly, and like, of course, you know, reading into what they've been saying and talking about, you know, only having twelve locations, and they know the brand is built on scarcity. They're not they're not stupid, of course. Um, but like, you look at something like China, where they don't have a footprint, right? I mean, dude, they could do whatever that's, the fuck they want in China. Insane. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like, you could beta test sell kind yeah. of figure out the market move like the the regions of the world are so different that For sure obviously we live in our north american bubble yeah. um i think if they treat they treat the regions that way and yeah. operate them independently instead of thinking completely globally for sure they can again they can pull those strings right so how do we get the most money out of europe mm-hmm. in that region without sacrificing the brand and the scarcity and then you know repeat in in south asia in, in For sure. china in whatever you whatever you want to do hell if russia is popping off on supreme yeah. like you know you could do that and and we're not going to know yeah. so yeah yeah and vf would have all that information at their arsenal with their own reportings right north face yeah. is, is yep. global vans is global they yeah. know what the consumer's doing and and every country around the world because that's where their dip- distribution pipelines are right mm-hmm. yeah so wouldn't you like you said it wouldn't be different for supreme then either and obviously you know who's buying supreme and what countries want it right the demand is huge yeah for sure I, they can probably see by just order history and yeah. website visit traffic and, and all yeah. that stuff what's yeah. reselling on stockx based off certain data i'm sure stockx <laughs> will share that with them yeah, yeah um for sure. yeah for me i think my again my takeaway i've said a couple of times now is like i'm not worried about them as a brand um per se i think what VF brings to the, to the table is, is a structured um, and smart way to grow the company without losing, you know, who they are at the core Mm -hmm. and expanding them globally and just giving them kind of the team that they need around them to do that in the right way. I think Supreme and and Carlisle group probably realized, okay, I think we've tapped out as much as we can do with our resources if yeah. there's a future next step, someone else has to take it from here. Yeah. So I'm confident. I just think they're going to be fine. And honestly, I just feel like if you buy Supreme because it's limited and that's the only reason you want it, you're fuck, fuck you. Like, it's just, you don't <laughs> like Supreme. And and I will say, I'm not a Supreme guy. Um, no, you're the, not at all. No, the only Supreme stuff I've really bought is the footwear because I've always thought it was super interesting. Um, I love their accessories. I think they're fun and silly, but like how many more chairs can they sell? Yeah, you know, yeah, how many yeah. more, like they don't, I felt like the, the accessories have always been limited and maybe it's cause yeah. it's annoying to make or ship or whatever. Probably. But you know, maybe that's something BF can help with. I just think there's a lot of different ways they can grow the business without losing their appeal and aura. Now, if they're going to go fucking do a Lego collaboration tomorrow, like I think that's going to be a problem. 
Um, I mean, I'd cop, but yeah. I mean, I'd probably cop too because I love my <laughs> Lego. Bad example, dude. Go to Lego. But I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, <laughs> like you know, I I was going to even say Crocs, but I think that would fly too. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, you know, collabs are just out of control right now. It's a disaster. They are. They are. Like if they do a Windex collab, like which they probably have in their pipeline. So I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know, he did toothpaste. Dude, Ziploc. Dude, you said Windex. I was like, man, it'd be pretty dope if I had some like Windex Supreme bottles around the house <laughs> to clean with. Like I'd buy that shit. It's so stupid, I but I would know. buy that shit. But that's what that's the cool factor of their brand, right? Is is that ridiculous? But that's what I'm saying. And- what would they have to do to fuck that up? Right. Yeah, like that would yeah. take multiple, multiple disasters. And even yeah. then, even if they if they do three things in a row that's like, yo, Supreme's losing it, all you do, you pull back for a couple months, for sure. you don't drop any shit, you for make sure. it limited, maybe you don't drop all of it, you just hold some inventory, you have yeah. the cap, like you just gamify it. So yeah. I mean, I like I think they'll I think they'll be fine. And I understand the perspective they took. I don't think um, while scarcity helped drive the business and make it more popular. And that was part of it. I don't think that's what they want to be defined as, because I think if that's what they wanted, yeah, they would have sold to someone else yeah, and positioned themselves more as a luxury brand sold $500 t-shirts, like I said, yeah, and went through that perspective and that lens. And I, it's obviously not the case. So I think they'll be good. I yeah, I think good. I think the sky's the limit as long as they manage it properly. They know what they have, like you said. They've got the information. They've done this before. They can replicate it yeah. and, and, and maintain it. Yeah, and again, I'll I'll say it like, is it really the end of the world if Supreme becomes the next Nike, and stuff sits? Yeah, and there's hyper limited stuff, and there's GR stuff, and but it's all D to C, and they control everything. Yeah. Right, when you control the whole spectrum, it's very important. Um, just like Lululemon, right? This is how Lululemon started. Right. Right. Scarcity couldn't find it. It was reselling um, yeah. on like Craigslist to yeah. soccer mom and dads and stuff like that. Exactly. And, and it just created its own its own niche and then word of mouth. And then, okay, we need to open up thousands of stores now. Yeah. And you can, you can do that. You can be a multi-billion dollar corporation yeah. and do all that stuff. And still have hyper, super limited scarcity stuff that resells and everyone wants. But what's yeah. going to happen is the trickle down effect, For right? Sure. Is like it's why New Balance and and I mean obviously they took this from from Nike, but it's why New Balance has spent this whole year doing a collaboration <laughs> and then releasing a new silhouette or yeah. bringing something back. And you know uh, the three two seven, the two thousand two, like. <sighs> They know what it helps, right? You can't get the, the the top flight item that's sold out that we only made a thousand units of. Well, here's yeah. this other thing that's ready yeah. available and just as cool. And you yeah. want to be part of the culture? This is how you do it. So that's I think the the case that's for Supreme. Formula. Yep. Probably gonna piss off a bunch of resellers, but like I again. I think that's what we do best. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah it's it, it it is what it is and we'll see obviously they could just fuck this up completely but that's that's you know my mindset and where i'm kind of thinking yeah. uh thinking through and i think they've really thought this through i don't think you For make sure. a decision like this hastily unless the dude was just like yo give me my money i'm fucking out of here yeah which i doubt i mean that's that's not something i could ever do for our brand you will always want to know where it's going what's going to happen with it i wouldn't be surprised if he stayed on to be honest with you yeah for sure for sure there's i think there's a lot of 
yeah, I think Supreme, I think Supreme will be fine. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I could be, I could be wrong, but that, that is my analysis of the situation. Um, that is where we're going to leave it for today. Um, I have a, I wanted to go on a rant about a tweet I had last night, but I'll save it for another episode. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. We'll talk about it offline. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, everyone, thanks. Thanks for hopping on, listening to us, uh, chat about Supreme. Um, there's a, busy ass rest of the month uh if you're not a member you're just missing out and doing it all wrong and living the worst sneaker life imaginable i couldn't imagine not having access to soul savvy i say this all and it's not even just to, to obviously um promote ourselves and toot our own horns like <laughs> it sucks out there and i'm about to go on my rant that i said i wasn't going to go on but like just the sneaker culture is is it's really tough to be the actual consumer who wants to buy a product to wear it and mm-hmm. there's not a lot out there for you. And that's why we created Soul Savvy because everything else is a bunch of bullshit. So we'll yep. save it. We'll save it. We'll save it for another time. Next week. Um, yeah, sounds good. Thanks everyone for, for listening. And we'll be back with another episode uh, next Wednesday. 